so excited that you tuned in to listen today. I am your host, Marquetta Smith, the Executive Director of Safe Harbor International Ministries. Welcome to our show. We are in season two of our podcast, Harboring Positivity, where we create an open conversation about all things pertaining to families and communities. We will take on tough topics such as family and community issues, relationships, abuse, parenting, teen issues, trauma, and so much more. Now, we know that last year, 2020, many families went through some pretty scary times and situations due to all the things that were going on. COVID, loss of jobs, loss of income. Many businesses have shut down and they're not coming back. College students and kids having to change how they learn and how they go to school, causing many families to rearrange their lives. It was a lot going on last year. 2020 was pretty scary for a lot of people and a lot of families found themselves in difficult situations. Now, regardless of what the media and the government is saying that we as a nation, we're now rebounding and recovering, we still know that families are trying to still put these pieces back together again from last year. And some are still trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out how do I move my family forward after all that we've been through and gone through last year. So this is why we have this show, Harboring Positivity, because here at Safe Harbor, we are navigating these times right there with you. We are not tone deaf to the cries of the people, and we can understand what families are going through because we have families ourselves. This is a podcast show that invites and brings on knowledgeable guests that can help us navigate through life's issues and answer many questions our listeners may have about our family-inspired topics. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to our first season and its episodes, I encourage you to go back and take a listen to some of our interesting topics that we've covered. Our goal for season two, we're getting ready to go deeper, guys, into some things that families are dealing with and needing answers to help them get through some tough times and to find the restoration and the healing that they need. So this brings me to the topic today. Are you ready? We are going to discuss a very deep and sensitive topic that has been plaguing the church for many years. Because this has affected many individuals, we're starting to see families torn apart, apart because of this. Relationships are being destroyed. This is beginning to become a worldwide phenomenon because this is happening so frequent to so many churchgoers around the world. It doesn't matter what denomination a person is affiliated with. This issue is seen across the world throughout all churches and places of worship. So what am I talking about? We're talking about spiritual abuse and some call it church abuse. I want to stress this up front before we go on. All right, before we go on, I want to stress this. This show is not a church bashing or a church hating show. We are simply bringing awareness to an important topic and issue that has been affecting many families and individuals. We believe in the sanctity of church. We are a nonprofit, a faith-based nonprofit. We believe in God. We believe, um, yes, God loves the church. We must address the elephant in the room, though. People are being hurt and traumatized as a result of being spiritually abused. 
We are seeing such a falling away from the faith and God now because of individuals being abused by the church. And the church is a place that we all can go to to get the help and healing that we need. So this is why we are having to address this issue today. In John 8, 36, it says in the Bible, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. We should not be walking around guys controlled and manip manipulated and put in bondage by another individual. God has set us free. And also before we go on, or go any further, I want to stop and take a moment and say this to anyone who has gone through this type of abuse, that I am sorry for all that you have gone through. This was never God's plan or intent for your life to be abused by the very institution that was set up to care and love the people who are hurting and needed help. The church is a place where people who are needing healing, they can go where the sick can go and be made well again. Someone years ago described the church to me as this. They said the church is like a hospital where anyone who is sick could get admitted. Church is supposed to be a place to congregate with other like-minded individuals who want to know more about God. A place where you can come to get forgiven for sins, given sound biblical wise counsel on how to navigate life challenges. Wow, this sounds like an awesome place, guys. But somehow, at some point, people, individuals, they distorted, corrupted, tainted this very institution that was made to heal, restore, build up, and encourage God's people. This is no longer acceptable, guys. I also want to say this. Now, there is a difference between being offended in the church or a religious organization and spiritual abuse. There is a big difference. OK, so let me give you an example of a person being offended at, at a church or religious organization. All right. So let's set this up. Maybe the pastor preached something a person didn't want to hear and they got offended by it. That is not spiritual abuse. Maybe a person was disruptive in a church service or a religious organization and the leadership had to ask that person not to dis disrupt the service. And they asked them to sit down. Can you allow this church service to continue? You are being very disruptive. And that person may have gotten offended because they were asked to have a seat. That is not spiritual abuse. Let me give you another example. Um, you're, you're getting ready to go into the church service for that day and the ushers greet you and they smile and they say, hey, how, how are you doing? Welcome to such and such ministry. I will go ahead and seat you. But you decide or that person decides, I want to sit in the front row on this side over here. And I don't want anybody to tell me where to sit. But the ushers have to seat you in a certain place. And you get offended when they ask you, you cannot sit right here. Can you move on down? Now, that's another whole subject. I'm not going to go down that road um, about all of that. But that's not abuse, spiritual abuse. That's just the person got offended because they asked them to sit somewhere else. And yes, leadership has the right to bring correction and guidance to its parishioners. This is biblical and it's in line with God and what he has outlined in his word. But guys, spiritual abuse 
is when a leader uses their spiritual position to control, manipulate, or dominate another person. And I'm going to give you a more detailed definition in a moment, but I want to say this, because we have so much to cover concerning this very sensitive issue, we will be hosting a series of podcast shows within the upcoming weeks that will definitely, that you definitely don't want to miss. During these upcoming segments, we will have guests on the show that will tell their story of being spiritually abused and what it was like while they were growing up in such a setting how they went through this type of trauma in their life and how they were able to get out and leave for good. They're going to give examples of some of the red flags and signs that they noticed while being spiritually abused to help you recognize this. They're going to be as transparent as possible so you as the listeners can truly understand that this is abuse. And you, you will be able to quickly identify this type of abuse, spiritual abuse, and immediately get the help that you need, okay? I want to go deeper with this definition now by giving you a detailed understanding and a definition of spiritual abuse. This would give our listeners a solid background and understanding about spiritual abuse or church abuse, as some people may call it, as we move forward with this topic. Um, but before I give you the definition of spiritual abuse, I want to go over what the word abuse means and define that. It is defined as when someone has power over another and uses that power to hurt, manipulate, and control. I want to say that again about abuse, the word abuse. We're defining that first. It's defined as when someone has power over another and uses that power to hurt, manipulate, and control. Remember those words, the power to hurt, manipulate and control. So what is spiritual abuse? Let's go deeper with this definition. Spiritual abuse happens when a leader with spiritual authority, that means they're in control, they have authority, they have power, and they uses that authority, authority to coerce, manipulate, look at that word again, control or exploit a follower that can result in causing spiritual wounds. Okay, I'm going to say this one more time. Spiritual abuse happens when a leader with spiritual authority uses that authority to coerce, manipulate, control, or exploit a follower. And this will result in spiritual wounds, leading to spirit, having spiritual wounds. The leader or leaders have no regard, nor do they take in consideration the other person's feelings or the, or the needs, their needs. The bottom line is that the leader gets what they want, regardless of who is hurt. This is done over and over and over and over and over again. They do all of this while hiding behind the Bible and God um, as to say that God is in agreement with how I'm treating you. So you need to get over it. There are a lot of people walking around with spiritual wounds, guys, and they don't know it. I strongly believe that spiritual abuse is a severing of a relationship between a person and God. When, a, when an abuser tries or attempts to take the place of God to get another person to do what they want them to do, it's spiritual abuse. The relationship between God and that individual who is experiencing spiritual abuse is severed. They become Lord over an individual's life and leave the victim or that person helpless under the abuser control. God's voice can no longer be heard because the abuser's voice is louder than God. This is very dangerous. I want to be transparent right here and tell you that I once was 
a victim of spiritual abuse many years ago. I remember that day I left my abuser and I left that abusive um, church, abusive organization. It was just, you know, it was a church that I was attending and I was being spiritually abused there. Again, I want to say this too. All churches are not bad. All churches are not spiritually abusing people. All churches are not doing this, but we're bringing awareness to this issue because some churches are and families are being hurt and torn apart. I remember I was sitting in the passenger seat of a moving uh, truck. I had to get a moving truck to move me while my brother was driving me to Georgia to finally be with my family. I remember the song that was playing on the radio and the name of the song was Take Me to, Take Me to the King by Tamala Mann. And in there, that song, she has a verse that talks about, I'm tired, I'm tired. Tears were running down my face while trying to desperately not let my brother see me cry, you know, because I'm, I'm the older sister and he was, he was my baby brother. And I just was trying to hide my tears from him. I didn't want him to see me being, him to see me cry because I'm the older sister. I was tired. I was burned out. I was exhausted from all the spiritual abuse that I have endured for years. I had no money. I had no job, nothing lined up to get a job. I was on my way to Georgia, leaving an abusive church. No 401k, no health insurance, insurance, nothing but just a few earthly possessions tied to the back of a moving truck with a broken down truck that we had to tow on the back of that moving truck as well. Okay. I remember thinking to myself, I have nothing to show for my life. I gave that church and that ministry all I had. I had nothing to show for all those years of service. I was a, a minister there. I was doing God's work. I thought I was hearing God. But I realized that I was serving man and not God. I had to finally come to grips with that. I had to finally admit to myself that I made that place my God. I remember thinking, this is certainly not God. I also realized when I was finally free and I was riding in that moving truck to Georgia, I realized that the bondage that I was in, the spiritual abuse that I was entangled into, I realized that, I realized that my relationship with God was severed and it was damaged. I truly was not hearing God's voice. I did not want to pray. I didn't want to read the Bible. I didn't want to be around people in the church. I wanted to hide from God because I believed that I failed God, the church and his people. I'm just telling you how, how I felt and what was going on through my mind while sitting in that moving truck driving to Georgia. I believed that I was not a strong Christian because I left the church and that, that church abused me. I felt like my spiritual covering was no longer there and I would be ultimately turned over to the hands of the enemy because I, I no longer had, no longer was going to church at that place, at that particular church. I felt like the enemy had a free reign to do, had free reign to do whatever he wanted to do to me because I was not covered because I was led to believe that if I leave that church, I won't see God's blessings. I won't prosper. That this is the only church where you're going to be able to receive God and his blessings and, and hear God. 
I also realized that I had created a world of delusion and lies in my mind because of the pain and hurt I went through. I was seeing the world through trauma, the trauma that I experienced. I felt unloved, unlovable, dirty, abandoned because I could not tell my story to only one other person. And that person was going through spiritual abuse too. But I couldn't tell my story to my family. I couldn't tell them. I felt like I could not trust others because of the manipulation that I experienced for so many years. And that list goes on and on with the warped thinking, distorted thinking. I could not trust myself to make decisions because I felt so ashamed that I couldn't believe that I allowed myself to fall prey to this kind of abuse. I thought I was stronger than that. I mean, I have a master's in social work and, and I'm, I call myself smart and intelligent. I mean, all these things was going through my mind. How could I allow myself to get entangled in something like this? So I thought that I would be better off by not making decisions at all. I was at a stagnant place in my life. Nothing was working out for me. I could not stay in a healthy relationship because I didn't trust anybody. Because of the abuse that I suffered, I was having many health issues, financial issues, job issues. You already know, like I told you, I, I didn't have a job lined up. Couldn't find a job. I could not be authentic and real with my family, my friends. I was hiding. I was withdrawn from others. And pretty much I had checked out of life. I was barely existing. I felt ashamed, unloved, unlovable. I even thought God hated me. The truth of the matter was that God was not mad at me, but he was so desperately trying to bring me back to him, my first love. He loved me so much, but I couldn't see it because of the trauma and abuse that I suffered at the hands of my abusers. So I wanna to speak to those right now who have felt like this, or you may be going through this very thing right now. I want to speak to you. Know that God is a healer and a restorer. He wants to restore you and bring you to a place of true deliverance and healing in your life. I went through years of walking out my healing with a loving God. He assured me that I was not alone and that he has a plan for my life. And when I tell you God is so amazing to make good on his promises, he is truly amazing. He is the God that can heal and restore you. I am so glad today that I'm able to look back on all of those years. And nine years ago, God made promises to me that he has truly kept. He told me he has a plan for my life nine years ago. And I believe that and I am seeing it happen in my life right now. So through these next upcoming podcast shows that, that are coming up, we're going to be talking about this issue and addressing not only the signs of spiritual abuse and a, spir a spiritually abusive church and a spiritually abusive leader, but we will be talking about the effects of spiritual abuse and how it can affect your relationships and your family relationships, how it can affect every area of your life, every part of your life. We will be talking with several well-trained Christian leaders on, on this show. Um, these are survivors of this type of abuse, this spiritual abuse. They're survivors. And they will be answering some tough questions. And here's some questions that they're going to be answering. 
Reasons like uh, what is the what are the reasons why leaders are operating in this type of abuse within the church? Another question is, will I go to hell or be cursed if I disagree with leadership? Is God mad at me because I cannot take the abuse I'm suffering anymore? Is it okay to be mistreated by leaders or their members? Should I accept this because they are pastors or clergy? Does God want me to stay in this place that is spiritually abusing people? Or do I just suck it up and take it in the name of Jesus? We will also give some important information about how to heal from this type of abuse. Today, I can firmly, truly, without regret, say that I am a healed survivor of spiritual church abuse. I made it out. I made it out. And so can you. Through the many years of walking through God's loving healing techniques and methods, I was set free from my past. And this podcast show will begin to help you walk through your healing process from being spiritually abused as well. My hope and prayer for you today is that God reveals to you who he truly is, his grace, his forgiveness, his love, his mercy, who you are to him and how much he loves you and that God still has a plan for your life. And most of all, he is not mad at you. He loves you so much that he led you to this show to help you through your own healing process. And yes, I said it, process. It is truly a process. It is going to take some time to heal from what you've gone through. It's going to take some work. I said it. Yes, some work. Healing is work. You got some work to do. I want to encourage you not to rush your healing process. And we're going to be talking about all of this within the upcoming podcast shows. We also have some upcoming classes that will help you through this healing process. And you will hear more about uh, these classes on the show as well. So many times um, people don't realize the different signs and the things that are going on in their life when it, and it comes to spiritual abuse. They don't, under, they don't tie that together with the things that they're going through. Things are not working. So we, that's why we're going to dig deeper into this subject and talk about the signs and the red flags. So there's a lot that we're going to cover. So get ready. So my time is up and I want to leave you with this. Know that you are loved and cherished by God and he truly has a plan for your life. He wants you healed and set free so you can truly walk in your purpose that he has ordained for you to walk in. Know that you are not alone in this process. I'm telling you, you're not alone. We have some resources for you. If you want more about this subject, you can go to our website and view our blog posts at www.safeharborim.com. Again, Safe Harbor, S-A-F-E-H-A-R-B-O-R-I-M.com. We will be addressing more on this topic in our upcoming episodes, so you don't want to miss them. To make sure, make sure you follow us at Safe Harbor I Am on any of our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Again, make sure you follow us so you can hear about the upcoming shows that we're going to be having. We are kicking off next season, The Bang, with some important issues, important topics that families need to really hear about. I want to thank you for tuning in today to our show, Harboring Positivity. See you next time. Love you. And remember again that you are loved.